Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. The psalmist answers the question, uh, who will be in the presence of the Lord? Who will ascend his mountain? He says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's foundations on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands are pure who do not worship idols and never tell lies, they will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. I'm really thankful for the focus that we have had in the church over the last couple decades on the love of God. I'm really thankful because so many of us have not uh, known the love of God. Uh, we've not seen it in our homes or faith was a religious practice, things that we went through. We knew who got in and we knew who was out and it wasn't about who was in heaven and who was out of heaven, but it was who was able to walk into the church and there's a difference. So I think the focus on love has been really good. It's a characteristic of God. It's who God is. God is love is what the scripture tells us. But let me tell you, God is also holy. He's holy. And watching what has happened at um, Asbury has been really wonderful. Really wonderful. It, to me, it has felt like water in the desert. And I feel like we've been thirsty and we've had something to drink. That's what it feels like to me. And the characteristic of this revival and it's revival. I know people say, well, we don't know exactly what it is. But I'm telling you, there is a renewal and a revival that is spreading across the United States. And not only the United States, but around the world. And I'm just really thankful. I'm thankful. And that same Holy Spirit that is in Asbury is the same Holy Spirit that's here. And that's, see, that's the thing. It's always been like that. And even Jesus, you know, when he was speaking to the people, what mountain should we go to worship to? Where should we worship God? What mountain, this mountain or that mountain? He says, it's not a mountain. It's those who will worship me in spirit and in truth. So wherever we are, and I'm just telling you, Jesus said, whoever's hungry, whoever's thirsty, let them come. I don't know that we know or 
have an understanding of what revival is. It's not a series of services. Um, it's not a particular feeling. It's, it's a renewal of our relationship with God. It's an outpouring of God's presence in us. Um, I want to I wanna read... Uh, friend of mine that uh, went out to Asbury uh, and then the, the, the um, logistics of this revival have changed also. Um, but he went out there, this is uh, while the services were public. Actually, let me just tell you, this thing swelled. We saw it last week. I shared some of those pictures, you know, on singular days like this last, see this last week, we had a picture Aaron Crabb uh, shared that in that one day there were 10,000 people at Asbury. It's estimated that 100,000 people have been on that campus during this revival in a town of like 11,000 or 7,000 people. Um, So Ashley, he wrote, so privileged to have been able to experience over the last two days with ORU worship some of what God has been doing. at Asbury University. I'm still praying through what God is doing in my heart, but here are a few of my thoughts. Pure and beautiful encounter with Jesus. Simple but pure, gentle, humble, intense hunger. In some ways, the intensity of the hunger is stronger than the outpouring at this point which makes me believe that this is just the beginning, the first wave of a rising tide across the nation and world, especially in Gen Z. While many have commented on the worship happening, what I haven't heard a lot about are the nearly continual full altars, genuine repentance, open confession of sin, healings and deliverance, happening hour after hour without stop, almost totally student-led, especially with worship, professors and staff serving humbly, praying, ushering, passing out water, cleaning toilets. Could tell from student prayers and testimonies that they've been deeply touched by the Holy Spirit. Was especially moved by the prayer of one freshman who began to pray for a move of God in the nations and a, few, and a new missionary movement in their generation doing it in a new way, yes. While they're winding down the public gatherings on campus, I believe what we've seen is just the beginning of a transformational move of God. And I believe that too. Um, last week I shared about how this has touched the university campus, uh, Sanford University campus, uh, Auburn University, Cedarville University, uh, Ohio Christian, I named a few others. Um, uh, I've learned a lot more this week. Things have happened this week. Texas A&M is having an outpouring right now. The students, I wanna show you this next, uh, Show the picture of uh, Oklahoma, uh, University of Oklahoma. Hey, we know they need Jesus. <laughs> um, I think we have that. This student's just got this entire football stadium for a student-led 
led prayer and worship service. And Asbury University Revival has moved outside of Hughes Auditorium and is going into other places and um, starting tonight. Um, show this next um, Facebook entry. Uh, Rupp Arena there at University of Kentucky, which uh, they also need. I think University of Alabama is ranked ahead of Kentucky uh, basketball. You know, that's true, isn't it? I thought so. That's when you know that the Lord is close and good. <laughs> Pulse is ho- hosting a revival at Rupp Arena. Join them for repentance, testimony, scripture, etc. I didn't put all that on there, but um, what I love about that is that's a Rupp Arena face. Facebook. That's not an evangelist. Got the University of Kentucky inviting people to come and repent. That's exciting. Um, Friday, um, Friday morning, Kelly and I um, went out to eat. No, we didn't go out to eat. We slept in. Then we went to the movies. And we met up with some of our Pathway family. We had some of the folks from airport and some, some people from Moffitt. And I think maybe we had a couple from, from Foley. We went and saw Jesus Revolution. Uh, have you guys seen that? Have, have you guys seen this? Anybody seen this? I walked out of there. I wanted to get tickets for everybody to go see this. It's absolutely incredible. Please, please. Um, the Chosen is incredible. Remember, I was telling you to watch that. It's really good. This is the best Christian movie I've ever watched. And, okay, let's be honest about some Christian movies, is that we give them a pass on some of the acting. It's true, right? I mean, a really good message, but you're like, oh, man, that's a little corny. I forgot I was watching a Christian movie. It was just, uh, the acting was incredible. Kelsey Grammer, um, I forget the guy's name from The Chosen. He was there, and it's a story of, really, it's a story of Calvary Chapel, in the vineyard. It's a short story of Chuck Smith, Greg Laurie, and Lonnie Frisbee. Really, it's a story of the Jesus People movement um, that took place out in California, Pirate's Cove, people getting baptized there. Just an incredible story. I watched it. I cried through the whole movie. And I've been crying a lot. <laughs> I have been crying a lot the last couple of weeks. And I'm just saying, so thankful for what God is doing. This movie was already supposed to be out. It was already supposed to be here. COVID slowed down production. Did any of you, any of you try to go to movies during COVID? I mean, I didn't like it because um, Kelly, Friday is like our Saturday for me and Kelly. We, we'll go out um, for breakfast and then movie afterwards. And during COVID, they canceled all the matinee movies. So... We couldn't be out there, and then a lot of people weren't in the theaters. And you guys know that whole story. It's just there were no new movies. And um, like, who wants to watch a movie now with people walking around wearing masks in the movie? Nobody wants to watch that. We're having to go back and find all of our video promo videos. And we're like, there's somebody wearing a mask. Take them out. You know, it's just um, so a lot of things didn't get produced during that time. And you think, oh, this got delayed. It seems to me nothing got delayed. 
it seems to me that this is the timing of God. It seems to me like Jesus' revolution, the story of this outpouring that took place in the early 70s is just another picture of what's happening right now among the same population, students, young people. And I sat through that movie just blown away as a pastor, as a Christian, as a believer, as someone who's watching. And you know, on the news, there's all kinds of stuff on the news right now about the revival that's taken place in the United States. And I think it's divine. I think God, it's his providence that this movie is dropping when it is. Would you do me a favor? Would you go to the movies? Would you please go to the movie? Take somebody to the movies. There, there are reports of people being saved at this movie. And I'll tell you what, Kelly got saved at the movie. We were there. I'm just so... It was awesome. God is doing something in the earth right now. He is doing... And you know what? Sometimes a wave comes along and you just got to get on the wave and you got to surf that wave. God, he'll do something new from time to time. You know what I don't want to do? I don't want to go, well, that sure was a beautiful wave to watch. You know what I want to do? I want to get in the water. I want to get in the water. I don't want us to miss out. I don't believe we've missed out. I believe that we've been praying. I believe we've been seeking the Lord. God's been doing some wonderful things here. I'm really thankful for that. But let me tell you, this wave, this outpouring, this revival, it's not just so that you can feel good in the presence of God. That's not what a revival is. I love what Ashley said. He said the, the hunger is outpacing the outpouring. And see, what I think that is, I think that that is the biblical schematic. I think that's the biblical order. Last week, we said there would be no revival without repentance. Repentance always precedes revival. How do you know that? Because... It's all throughout scripture, but even we read it here. Who will ascend? Who will ascend? It'll be those with a pure heart. How do we get a pure heart? By just trying harder? By doing better? No, we come to God and we repent. We repent. We, how do we have pure heart, a pure hands? How, how do we not lie? How do we not sin? We have to come before the throne of God. And we have to bring everything that we have. We have to lay it down to them. Not just to get it off of our, not just to remove a bunch of psychological baggage that we've been carrying, but to say, God, I see your holiness and I see who I am and the contrast is stark. And God, you have called me to be holy as you are holy. You do understand that, right? Let me take you to 1 Peter chapter 1. In verse 15, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy because I'm holy. And remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. 
He will judge or reward you according to what you do, so you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here, his temporary residence. My hope is that we don't come looking for God to make us feel better, but we come to God so that we can be aligned with him and have his heart. Ashley said the worship was beautiful. It was innocent. It was student-led. It was wonderful. But one of the things I don't hear people talking about is that the altars are full continually of people confessing and repenting. Even now, as we sit here now, I guarantee you, you can think of someone in your life, even someone in your life that you need to repent to. I'm not even talking about God, but some kind of chasm that exists between you and another person where you have ought against a person or that you've done wrong to someone and maybe pride or time or distance is keeping you from spanning that chasm. Listen, let's be busy repenting. Let God bring restoration and restitution and reconciliation in our relationships. Let the separated be brought back together. Let fathers and sons and mothers and daughters experience healing. You know, isn't that good? Isn't it wonderful? When two friends have friendship restored, how much more is it good when our relationship with our Heavenly Father is made right? What happens if it's not made right? Well, no one will ascend his holy mountain unless we're holy like he's holy. And you know what, if we really saw ourselves for who we are, if we really saw, if we saw the holiness of God and we saw ourselves, we couldn't get to the altar fast enough to ask God to bring healing and forgiveness in our life. Pathway Church, I want you to be marked and known for a lot of things, that you're a generous people. You are a generous people. And you are a loving people. It was wonderful over in Spanish Fort last night to watch Sam Keel and now Asia Keel get married and to see all their friends and family gathered around. You know, and, and renew acquaintances with friends that we love so much and celebrate and do all the things that you do at a wedding festival and see people that can't dance dancing. (laughs) That's the best part. That's the best part. I'm over on the corner doing the white man's overbite, you know. So wonderful to gather like that. And God, he is hungry for relationship to be restored with his people. That there would be nothing between us and him. That we wouldn't hide, that we wouldn't run away, that we wouldn't keep it at arm's distance. You know, there are so many of us that want to worship the Lord, but we don't feel worthy to worship the Lord because we know there are things in our life that are not consistent with the character of God. I thank God for the wonderful feeling that I have when I worship the Lord and my conscience is clean 
You know what I'm saying? Have you ever been in a moment where it felt like you had a bath on the inside? It's a wonderful feeling. But it's so much more than the feeling. But for the father to see his people, his creation, his sons and daughters, people he created in his image, ascending the holy mountain. Who can ascend? Anyone can, but not everyone will. Even my fear, my, my greatest fear, would be that my family would not ascend, that my friends wouldn't ascend, that my church wouldn't ascend. Don't ever let anything stand between you and the presence of God. I mean, nobody, not your husband, not your wife, not your children, not your parents, not the people you look up to, not some agenda in life, not go have goals, go be, please go be awesome. Go be as awesome as you can possibly be. But there is no awesome if we don't go with Jesus. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? There is nothing in this world that is more needful for us to be successful at than to be successful in our relationship with the Lord. Now, how can we sit in a church Sunday after Sunday if we come to church every Sunday? But how, how can we sit in church every other Sunday or once a month, whatever it is that you're doing, how can we be so casual with God that we would be confronted with the holiness of God and we don't fall on our face in repentance to a holy God? And I can feel the Holy Spirit touching your hearts. I can feel it in here every day. I, you know, there's a thing that goes beyond rational and logical thought. And I could feel it here today as we sat and watched and then we went from watching to participating in worship with the very typical looking experience at Asbury. Something in us longing to be reconnected with God. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Let the people worship. That's what Jesus said. Let them worship. Let them drink. Are you tired? Are you weary? Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. You know why you're tired? Because you're trying to do a job you cannot ever achieve. Only God can do the work that you're hungry for. And he wants to renew us. He wants to heal us. He wants to bind up the broken heart. He wants to set at liberty those who are captive. He wants to declare the acceptable day of the Lord in your life and in my life. I, I just thought, boy, this movie is just right on time. It really is right on time for God to orchestrate all of this. Unbelievable. Everybody ought to be able to come. Pastor, I don't know anybody in the church. You only need to know Jesus. I'm a nobody. 
You're, actually, it's just not true. You're created in the image of God. He has a plan and a purpose in your life. You have not failed too much. You have not disappointed God too much. If you are still hungry, if there's still something drawing you, you are a candidate to be totally um, renovated and restored in your relationship with God and launched out. You are not here by accident. There's no way. You are not here by accident today. I don't want to give any spoilers in the movie. I mean, it's history. It's just, all it is is just a documentary. But I'll tell you my favorite part of the movie. I'm going to spoil this, this one part. You guys okay with me doing that? Please, somebody. My dad would spoil every movie, every stinking movie. I don't want to spoil it, but man, this one part, he'd always tell it. There's a scene in that little Calvary Chapel church where Chuck Smith was and Lonnie Frisbee uh, was bringing all of his hippie friends to church and all the hippies were sitting on the left side and all the church going people were sitting on the right side. And there had already been some of the, you know, stalwarts in the church that told Chuck Smith that if he keeps going down this route, then uh, all of the, you know, people who are giving in the church were going to leave. And uh, watching, watching that whole bit, man, there's some real visceral part of a pastor. There's this deep thing going, man, I know that. I know that uh, pressure, that feeling. And um, this awesome moment in the movie where some of the faithful stood up in the church and walked out because of all these hippies that came in and made the church dirty. They, they, were, getting, they were coming in barefoot getting the carpet dirty. They had expressed that specific concern. So Chuck Smith went to the doorway the next Sunday and as people came in, he washed their feet. And those people got out and there was uh, the older gentleman that was definitely one of the stalwarts in the church. He also got up and it looked like he was walking out, but he just changed sides in the church and went over and sat with the hippies. I love that. Anybody, anywhere in Mobile, in South Haven, in Foley, on Airport Boulevard, West Mobile, anybody has a place in this church to hear the gospel. But not anybody who hears the gospel will ascend the holy mountain. Because there will be people that live a lifetime in the church, but they never ascend that mountain because they've not stepped into relationship with God. Philip, would you come? All over Pathway Church, if you'd just go ahead and stand with me, please.
wondered about people in the church. I've watched as altar calls were made and people raise their hand to give their life to Christ. And a bunch of times I've said, if you raised your hand to give your life to Christ, step out and come. And I've watched people put their hand down and with sheer terror in their eyes, they didn't come down. But there in their pew, they were raising their hand. Now I'm not questioning their salvation, but I have wondered many times how many people were on the verge of making radical transformation in their life, but because they were afraid of what people would think, they did not come to Jesus. I just love it if we would just get over what people think about us, really and truly, that we wouldn't care. How will we worship God in all of eternity? if we won't worship him here, if we won't just clearly decide what we're gonna be about here. Listen, I just need to have a, a talk really quick. So many of us come in here for our spiritual exercise for the week, and then we go out there and we live a totally different way. We've got multiple sets of friends and we're different around all of our friends. And I'm saying, I'm just making a call, a call for integrity in our spiritual walks. That who we are in this building is who we are at work, it's who we are in our family, that God will renovate every single square inch of our life. And that when we get to this place, Junior, we just won't care anymore. We won't won't care what kids at school say or what kids on the soccer team say, we just don't care because all that matters is Jesus. It's all that matters. noticed some things about some of the places where revival has been taking place. And in a lot of those places, there have been some challenges. There has been some work. And then there was some outpouring. Man, this stuff. Sometimes I just wish things weren't live streamed. I really do. I just really wish I had just There are articles out about Asbury, national articles that talk about the school having to make a choice between the culture and between the Bible and that Asbury chose the Bible. Uh, There is no mistake in my mind that that's part of why God ministered the way he did at Asbury because there was repentance and then God says, okay, now. and I could go on, I'm not gonna say anymore, that's enough. And so, so we're not looking at them. The question is, God, I just wanna hear your voice. Maybe there's part of us not hearing God's voice because there are some things that are happening in our life that are blocking our prayers, that are stopping God from moving because there is something that we need to do so that God can do what he wants to do in our life. And then we would say, God, I just wanna move everything aside. You're the only one that matters in my life.
Now in this room, there are all kinds of people that are known for all kinds of different things. We got all kinds of different personalities. And you know, a lot of times you get locked into those boxes and then you got to behave in that particular way because that's how people expect you to be. I'm, when I was up until I was 13, I had always been told I was shy. We moved when I was 13 to another city. And when we moved, I felt like I could be who I wanted to be. I didn't have to be locked into somebody's stereotype about me being shy. I was not really shy. Just everybody was telling me how to act. Here, maybe it's just time for you to move. Maybe it's time for you to change your location, change your expectation, and just step out and say, God, I want to be, I want to be marked by my relationship with you. Well, pastor, you know, I'm not really one to be emotive or express it. You know what? I'm not like a really emotive person either. I'm a pretty level, pretty level person. Now I'm passionate. There's no question that I'm passionate. But I don't have like really high peaks and low valleys. I just, God makes everybody different. But you know what? I'm not going to let that be an excuse for me not, not to worship my God. Well, pastor, I really don't go to the altar. You know, I'm an introvert. I like that introverted altar call in the back of the worship guide. And there's a place for prayer requests and I can write it down. I can send it in and sit in my row. That's really wonderful. But you know what? Sometimes you just need to come before a holy God. What if we laid our expectations aside, our personality aside, and we say, God, we want you to renovate. I want you to renovate me. And we brought those cares, those concerns, those faults, those sins, we laid them at the feet of God. And we allowed him to have full access to our life. Is there something in your life that you need to give to God to have that relationship with him that you want? Is there? Does anyone have any sin that needs to be confessed to God? Pastor, I wanna go to God's holy mountain. I wanna be in his presence. I wanna hear from him. I wanna know him. God's saying, look, you can have everything. You just can't have everything all at once. You can't have these other things, these other gods, these, you can't hold on to things and hold on to my hand. You have to let go of one to grab a hold of the other. And God is saying, I want you. He's saying, choose me. You know, we have a God that could force us to choose him. Let me tell you, one day we will all acknowledge God. But boy, wouldn't it be awesome if people laid sins in this altar? Laid self-destructive behaviors in this altar. Laid other people's expectations that have been uh, laid across your life at this altar. Said, you know what? I'm not going to be who people tell me I am. I'm not going to be who I believe myself to be. I'm not going to be what I have identified myself with. I am going to be who God has called me to be. That's who I choose. That's what I choose.
really do, man. I feel like the last three years have been some really hard working years in America. People have been isolated, separated, and the culture just let itself loose on our people, but especially our kids. And it's almost like God saying, I've had enough. And I'm here and I'm ready. He hears you. He sees you. He knows your name. You have a purpose. Not only do you have a purpose, God's going to use you in an incredible way. Would anyone want to go to God's holy mountain? Is there anyone? Is there anyone that says, Pastor, I have some things I need to lay down today. Is that you? If that's you. At all of our campuses, if that's you, I want you to come and lay that down now with no regard for what anybody thinks. Just come. our pastors at our campuses would just go ahead and step forward and minister to the people. We're just going to break away here at Moffat campus and we're going to spend some time together. As we do, God, I pray that you would put your hand on us today, your ministry, and that you would be exalted. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us give. We'll see you next week.